Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 696 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to focus on another breeding question. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Girls Grow Too. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Blackbird76 and Brendan Grows. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to my buddy North North Terps. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Mr. Mean Green. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Chicago Dabber. Let's send a big fist bump to Kojax. I want to send a thank you shout out to Jesse Grows. Let's send a thank you shout out to Madewall Medicated and Rasta Green Thumb. Let's send a big shout out to Stash Drop 269. I want to send a big fist bump to my buddy Quasi. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to our friend Groove2112. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen, and you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. All right, let's not waste too much time here at the start of the show. Let's jump right into some of the emails that our friends have sent us. This one comes from our friend Maritime Grower. It goes a little bit like this. It says, my question is, so far I'm very impressed with the Golden Goat BX I have received. Everything is working out great, but... I need to look at expanding my selection. Yes, that is very uh, a grower thing. Once you get good at growing a plant and you have fun with it, you realize, I want to grow something different, grow more, get more experiences, more flavors. That is how it goes. Uh, then you end up filling a room with a bunch of great shit. Uh, growing is, uh, it is so much fun. I get so passionate about growing. I can't get enough plants. I can't grow enough plants. I just want to grow, smoke, try it all. Let me try to get myself back on track. It says, I'm a big fan of Sour Diesel. I mean, it's probably my favorite strain to date, and I've been stoned for over 30 years on all different types of weed. Uh, a lot of us that have been smoking for a long time love the Sour Diesel, the Chem, the Kush. Those are three distinct flavors and aromas and uh, kind of classes of cannabis that we all enjoy, and I totally agree with you. That Sour Diesel, that Diesel Terp, uh, the buzz, the flavor, the aroma, everything about it is highly desirable. When you got a bag of the good sour diesel in your pocket, 
you get in the car with a friend and they're like, oh, dude, you brought the diesel. They know right away. The whole neighborhood knows right away when you roll a joint and smoke that shit. Good Sour Diesel is amazing. So I understand why it's one of your favorites. It stands out. Like I said, it's got its own category. That gas, that diesel flavor, that's its own thing. It says, uh, what strain would you say would be close to that? I've been growing different strains for six years looking for something like this. And since after, uh, after 650 plus podcasts, I feel that you, your genetics and knowledge can help with this. Thanks in advance. Keep it up and growers love. Of course, that was from our friend, uh, maritime grower there. Uh, thank you for the great message. Uh, thank you for the nostalgia. When I read the message about the sour diesel, I could smell the diesel, the way that it used to make my, <clears throat> it would make my, my smoke room. I was, I think it was my bedroom back in the day. It would make that room stink so good. I remembered how uh, when I would get a large quantity of it, maybe allegedly I had a friend that was growing a lot of it and I would get a large quantity and it would make the whole house smell funky. When you would drive with it in the car, you'd be, I would be so paranoid. It was like a gassy skunk, dirty diesel fuel sort of a thing. It kind of burns my eyes in a delightful way. The buzz gives me tunnel vision to where all I can focus on is what's right in front of me and I can't even barely pay attention to that. I love good sour diesel stuff. Now, the question here is, uh, what strain would you say would be close to that? <clears throat> I would like to make a lot of recommendations. Unfortunately, there's nothing like real, true, real deal sour diesel. There's nothing like that. So I can't make a recommendation uh, for anything from my line currently that I would say would be real deal, true diesel. I don't want to mislead you, lie to you, give you the wrong information. I may allegedly have crossed something with a diesel plant. Uh, but it needs to be tested. We need to see what it does. It's still brand new. It's uh, just happened. It hasn't had time to be ran at all. Uh, that is in testing. But uh, being a good friend, somebody that uh, wants to make sure you get what you're looking for, our friend JJ from Top Dog has been putting out Sour Diesel BX3. And I've got a pack of them. I do intend to uh, maybe select a mail out of those in the future. I don't have room to run them right now. But if you are looking for high quality sour diesel seeds right now, to the best of my knowledge, there may be more out there. I'm not dissing any other breeder. I'm giving love to the breeder that I know does have it. Uh, JJ Top Dog Genetics does have the real deal sour diesel BX3. Uh, make sure if you are looking for JJ, if you're looking for Top Dog, follow the appropriate uh, page on Instagram if you are following them on social media. I'm going to sidetrack here. Uh, on social media right now, there are a lot of fake accounts posing as your favorite seed makers, seed breeders, seed vendors. Uh, and you'll notice if you pay close attention, their account is just one letter off. So I'm talking about Top Dog right now. Uh, Top Dog is Top, T-O-P-D-A-W-G. Uh, they may put two W's in the Top Dog, and you may not even notice that. Or they may throw an underscore in a weird place. Irie underscore genetics is me. Irie.genetics is not me. So people on Instagram right now are really trying to scam people uh, who are looking to buy seeds. If a breeder posts a photo and then somebody says, hey, where can I find this? There is a scammer that follows up right away and says, hey, I've got it. Message me here. And those most likely are not the breeders. We're not really, uh, the breeders don't do a lot of sales online. I can't speak for everybody, but most of the breeders do their sales through the vendors. Most of us have a website. You can hit the website. There is a recommended or a, uh, uh, it is a suggested vendor list. Those people have been tried and true. We know they've been vetted is the word my brain is searching for. We know those are good vendors. We know they will not rip you off, burn you, scam you. Uh, we know the seeds that they send you came from us. So make sure you're checking out 
the real uh, social media pages and that you are following the real social media and that you are getting seeds from reliable sources. Let me try to figure out where I was. Sour Diesel from JJ. Uh, if you're looking for the Sour Diesel, I highly recommend JJ. That's a good cross. That's a good dude. Uh, he's a New Yorker. I would trust and believe that that's the real deal OG Sour Diesel. Um, <clears throat> get a pack of those seeds. Be forewarned. Uh, they are not the cheapest seeds on the planet. I'm not talking trash about AJ's prices or JJ's prices. I apologize for that. When I'm thinking diesel, I think AJ. That's a whole nother, uh, if anybody knows why, you'll understand why. AJ sour diesel is why. Um, but JJ uh, will charge you a little bit for those seeds. But if you find that sour diesel that you're looking for, it is worth it. You do pay for a premium product. Expect that. I am warning you. No disrespect to the people charging uh, top dollar for their product out there. Charge what you want. But to you customers that are going to go look right now, be ready. It's not super cheap. Um, be prepared. All right. So the Sour Diesel, I would recommend that you get the Sour Diesel BX. I think it's a BX3, a Backcross number three from our friend Top Dog Genetics, Top Dog Seeds. All right. And once again, make sure you guys are supporting the correct social media page. Unfortunately, we did have a friend. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but a friend was scammed out of a nice portion of money. Uh, somebody on social media was claiming to be Irie Genetics. Unfortunately, that was a fake account. Uh, I saw them on a live feed. They said, hey, did you send my package? And I was like, I didn't send any package. Uh, politely went and we did some messaging and then they sent me screenshots. Somebody was pretending to be me. That wasn't me. So be very careful if you're purchasing seeds out there, you guys. Check the email address. Check the uh, social media account. Double check your, uh, your dots, your dashes, <clears throat> underscores. Make sure you're messing with the right person. All right, to my friend, Maritime Grower, I wish I had more advice for you, but uh, I don't have something in my line that is reliably uh, sour diesel that's going to give you that nostalgia. I don't want to mislead you, lie to you, but I do know that it's available via Top Dog Genetics. Thank you for the great message, brother. I do look forward uh, to seeing pictures of your grow of the sour diesel when you do obtain those seeds. Obtain, uh, acquire, score when you get them, bro. I look forward to the pictures. All right. I do have one more message here before we get to the breeding part of this podcast. This message came from the man with no name. It says, hey, I love the podcast and the plants you put out, bro. Thank you. That is a great compliment. It says, my question is, I have an AC Infinity fan, a six-inch AC Infinity fan. I'm using a three-by-three tent. I used the AC Infinity in my four-by-four. Currently, I'm having problems with nanners really bad since I got the AC Infinity Okay, so you've got you're ending up with intersex plants ever since you got that AC Infinity fan. It goes on to say, if the fan outtake is sucking in the sides of the tent, can and will that cause nanners? And by nanners, he means intersex plants, hermaphroditic plants. Uh, it says I've stopped. I've have the speed control on the lowest setting. Thank you. And then it talks about some other strains he's grown. Now let's talk about this just briefly. The sides of the tent being sucked in are not a problem. That is negative pressure. If you've got your carbon filter inside the tent, uh, then you're sucking in. Uh, it, it's working very, that's a good thing. Don't worry about that. That's not a problem. And know that should, will not cause intersex plants. If you've got quality genetics, that should not be the cause. I'm thinking since you've introduced this new fan, there is some sort of a light leak would be my first assumption. I don't know what else got adjusted during this. I don't know where the AC Infinity controller is. There are a lot of things that I would investigate, but my very first assumption would be that you have now got a light leak that you have not yet discovered. So I would see where that AC Infinity controller is. Is that inside the tent? If it's in the tent, it is coming on during your night cycle, and that is giving you your intersex traits. 
Um, you've got the new the new blower. <clears throat> Excuse me for the throat clearing, you guys. I've been dabbing my face off this weekend. Uh, you've got that new blower. Uh, how is the ducting ran now? Is the ducting going a different direction where you're getting light through the ducting? Or did you open a flap that wasn't open before? Uh, maybe. I just thought of this while I'm talking my way through it. The tent is sucking in on itself. The tents usually have flaps on the bottom. Are they opening up so much that you're allowing light in through the bottom? It's really unlikely, probably not the cause. But uh, my main, if you're getting intersex plants now that you weren't getting before this piece of equipment, I'm going to assume it's a light leak. That is going to be my very first assumption. I actually like to see the walls of the tent suck in a little bit when I'm growing. That lets me know, first of all, it lets me know I'm getting enough suction power. Uh, I'm pushing out more air than I'm able to pull in, right? Uh, because it's struggling to get air, so it's just caving in because so much air is going out. That means that all of the air going out is getting carbon filtered, and I'm replacing that air just fucking as quickly as possible as it can be replaced in that tent. It's coming. I keep making this motion. Uh, that's air coming in through the bottom, going up, going through the carbon filter, going out of the ducting, going out of that tent, and then wherever you've got it directed, if it's out of the house, out of uh, into the attic, out of a window, or just back into the room, which could work if you do that properly. Uh, if you recondition that air and then blow it back into the tent, that would work for you. Uh, heat rises, lower air is at the bottom. You could figure out how to make that happen for you. Uh, but overall, I really don't think that that suction is ever going to cause you intersex traits. I've been doing that sort of a thing in, uh, in tents for years. I don't have any tents running right now, which is kind of weird. Uh, I've usually got tents, a tent going somewhere, and I always have it kind of sucking in a little bit. It's where when you unzip it, you kind of hear the tent go, oh, I was getting sucked in a lot. I do like that uh, negative pressure is what that is called. So that's not a problem. That shouldn't be causing it. I really, really think it is. You know, if you've ran these plants before and you haven't ran into intersex issues, I'm going to assume there is a light leak. So go in there, go in the tent. Uh, during your night cycle when the lights should be off. Go in the tent if you can, if you can fit in there. Uh, I'm 6'5". It's hard as shit for me to go in the tent, uh, but go in the tent. Uh, maybe you can look around during the light cycle and see what's in there. Is there uh, an extension cord that's got a light on it? Is there a piece of equipment that lights up? Do you have a do you have a hygrometer? Do you have a thermostat? Do you have any sort of equipment that is in there that's got any kind of lighting on it? Does your dehumidifier have a light on it? Do you have anything in there that is producing any kind of light during the dark cycle? Because I really do believe it is a light leak. So if you can fit in there, if you can stand in that tent, uh, in that space, if you're, I, I wouldn't fit. If you can fit in there, go in there and turn off the lights in the grow space and leave the outside lights, however they would be in that room and see if you're getting any light in that space. Stand in there for three to five minutes, cover your eyes, let them adjust. When you open them up, do you see any, any, any light at all? If you can see your hand in front of your face during the dark cycle, that is too much light. Also, sometimes those tents are not completely light proof. A lot of times I'll get uh, just a black sheet and put it over it. Sometimes you got to run a strip of duct tape right down the edge of the, where the zippers are just to cover up some light leaks. A lot of times near the corners where the seams are kind of pulling, like where there's a lot of stress of one seam going this way and one going that way at a corner, uh, you'll get some stretchiness of the uh, the material and you'll get like light leaks down there. That was harder to say than it looked, but you'll figure it out. Uh, so check for leaks. That is my main assumption. I think I've spent enough time saying light leaks on this one. So to my friend, the man with no name, big up. Thank you for the message. I hope we have solved your problem. If it is not a light leak, send me another message. Of course, the email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com.
All right, now let's jump into the part of the podcast that everybody has been waiting for, the part that I teased at the top of the show. I do have a breeding question for you. We've got a friend who is breeding with the Australian Bastard Cannabis Plant. Before I get too far into this, let's talk about the Australian Bastard just briefly. Uh, You may have seen pictures of it. You may have heard about it. You may have read about it. You may have seen our friend Trey KDGC, uh, highly gonginous. She changed her social media name and it threw me off. Uh, Big shout out to Trey KDGC. She grew the Australian Bastard. She's playing with the Bastard. It is a very interesting looking cannabis plant. It does not produce normal looking cannabis leaves. They are kind of kind of ferny. They look like something you'd find out in a rainforest or if you're walking along uh, out in Oregon or something. It looks like a very organy, uh, mossy area kind of a plant, in my opinion. <clears throat> Once again, excuse me for the throat clearing. I will just blame that on the dabs all day. It's been a good weekend. Um, Anyway, it looks more like a plant that you would find in a mossy area or something like that, in my opinion. It looks like something uh, that grandma might have in the mix of house plants or something like that. So it doesn't really look like a traditional cannabis plant. Everybody that I've seen grow it, uh, it does produce buds. It doesn't produce an amazing amount of trichomes or anything like that, but it does produce a very unique looking plant. So that is a, a preface, if you will, for this email. Now let's jump into the email part of this question. It goes, what's up, bro? I hope all is well. I want to try breeding out for the first time. Um, This is going to be a very interesting experiment for your first time breeding. I don't know that I would recommend this for your first time, although uh, I am the kind of person that wants you to have fun and do your thing. I would recommend two uh, more regular cannabis plants, things that you're going to have just we'll talk about why in the future, just because you're going to have to breed this multiple generations to see the results that you want. If that's what you're looking for, that's cool. Um, that may be frustrating. It may be discouraging. If you want to see some results on the first run, I would work with regular plants, but I'm kind of, uh, no, do your thing, bro. Have fun and do your thing. Live your dreams, uh, live your best life. You only live once all that good stuff. Anyway, don't let me discourage you. Uh, that's just my advice. It says, I do want to use Humboldt Seed Company's Freak Show. It kind of looks like a fern if you haven't seen it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, great plant. There are a couple of people out there putting different versions of the Freak Show out. It says, I'm not really sure what else I'm going to use. Anyway, my question is, how do I get the offspring to look like the Freak Show? That is a really good question. Uh, most of the time, I would draw a Punnett square, and we'll talk about Punnett squares in the future. I'm not going to teach a full Punnett square. And I would be able to tell, uh, I would be able to predict a lot of what the plants are going to look like and a lot of what the genetics are going to do based on a Punnett square, also based on, so when I teach about breeding, I say, learn about Mendel charts and Punnett squares, uh, learn about the way that the plants work together when you breed them. Just learn about the scientific part of that. Then I follow that up by saying, uh, when you're breeding, forget all of that and use your intuition because that's really Uh, I find that to be super important as well as a breeder. uh, I'd like to say that I'm a successful breeder. I've made some crosses that are out there that are uh, paying some bills and people are really happy with them. So we'll call that a success, right? Um, I've got intuition. I can just see some plants. It's like, have you ever known two people and you're like, hey, you and hey, you, if you guys met, it's going to be fucking a match made in heaven. And you introduce two people and like five years later, they're married and they got a family and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of happy that I did that. Like, I feel like I've got that ability with plants. I understand the Mendel charts, the aleal charts. Uh, I understand that sort of stuff, but also I can intuitively see the things that are going to kind of happen with these plants. Working with the Australian bastard, however, brings a lot of variables. I'm not familiar with that plant at all. 
I don't know a lot about its heritage, its history, where it came from, which helps me a lot as a breeder, as a grower to kind of uh, predict a little bit. It's like a lot of information. It tells you a lot of things about a plant when you know its genetics, its parents, where it came from on the planet. Uh, what a lot of it tell it lets you know a lot about what to expect from it. But with the bastard, I didn't know. So I wrote, um, we would have to find out if that funky leaf trait, that ferny leaf, uh, there's a technical word for it. We've gotten what's the word that I found? I learned this word. Um, I can't find the word in this. It'll pop up when I read this. I don't want to lose my place though. There's a word for that funky leaf. We have to find out, we have to determine if that is a recessive or a dominant trait. And the way to find that out basically is by growing out a batch of it and breeding with it and playing with it. You have to have experience with it. Um, so then we have to decide, do you want to use a male or a female of the Australian bastard? Then, uh, from some, I talked to a friend who has grown and bred with the Australian bastard cannabis. I'm leading up to that. I was going to wonder if you want to use the male or the female. Then it turns out that you're going to have to do some F2ing before you even get a good standard plant to start with. Um, something I did want to talk about before we get too far, and I don't want to discourage you from the bas the Australian bastard cannabis, but I've never seen anybody post pictures of finished, and I'm not talking trash. This is my experience on social media. Nobody's ever posted a finished product. They've been like, look at this amazing Australian bastard cannabis. I've seen a lot of people post like week five, six, and seven photos, and they're like, look at this crazy shit. And then the pictures kind of taper off. It doesn't seem like too many people are blown away, ecstatic, super satisfied, uh, braggadocious about the final product. I'm not really trying to talk shit. I'm just saying that's what I've experienced on the internet. Nobody seems to, the pictures are great, but nobody's like, man, when I smoke this, I'm on the moon. I haven't really seen anybody ecstatic and in love with the uh, bastard cannabis in that aspect. It's really cool for photos. Uh, it may be cool for breeding, but I haven't seen anybody blown away by any of the quality. That's just my opinion. If you've got some Australian bastard cannabis out there that blew your mind, correct me. Send me a photo. Send me an email. Uh, grow from your heart at hotmail.com. I look forward to friendly corrections and feedback. I invite that. Uh, if you're just going to tell me I'm a dick because I just said that, have some photos and something to back it up. I'm all about it. Let's be friendly with each other. I like that. Um, let's find my place in this message. Okay, so um, you're going to have to get yourself some Australian bastard cannabis seeds is probably how you're going to have to do this. Then you're going to have to grow them out. Find a plant with the traits you were looking for. Hopefully find a male and a female with the traits you're looking for. And then you're going to have to breed those together. Uh, you can at the same time while you're doing this, you can pollinate other plants, but um, those aren't going to have the bastard trait as strongly. From some of the advice I was given, you're going to have to make F2s before you can even bring out that trait uh, to get it to pass. Um, let me jump into this message that our friend, uh, I was talking with our friend Locomotive Medical has been doing some breeding with the Freak Show. Uh, I just reached out to a member of the team because I knew somebody was working with it. And I said, what can you tell me about breeding with the Freak Show? Because I have a question. And here's what my friend Locomotive Medical had to say. It says, the Freak Show or the Penny at Leaf Trait, that's the word I was looking for, Pinnet, P-I-N-N-A-T-E, Pinnet leaf trait is recessive or at best an incomplete dominant. When you cross it with traditional palmate plants, the palmate trait dominates the F1s and the F1s mostly look normal. So if you cross it with anything one time, that offspring is going to look mostly like a normal cannabis plant. You may see some outliers that do pop up with the bastard trait, but overall it sounds like most of them are going to look mostly normal. Now it says the F2s have some strange plants and 25% freaks, 
So this is where you're going to start finding plants that you can narrow down and isolate the, uh, the leaf structure you're looking for. Now, you're also going to have to think about uh, the terps, the potency, the structure of the plant. This leaf structure is just one thing on a big chessboard of traits that we're looking for for a successful plant. That leaf trait is cool, but what else? you want it to smoke good, smell good, taste good. You got to get high as fuck from it, or it's got to have a lot of CBD or uh, a specific, something really high in a specific cannabinoid or a certain terp, or it's got to blow your mind in some way. Uh, it's got to produce seven pounds of light or something like that to make it stand out. Uh, make it a good plant overall. It's got to be pathogen resistant. It's got to handle nutrients well. It's got to be growable. It's got to be enjoyable. It's got to be a good plant. So that's just one trait is the leaf that we're looking for. So the F2s will have some strange plants and 25% freaks. So at this point, I would find another, uh, a male and a female that both look like, that have the leaf trait you're looking for, that pennant leaf uh, structure, and I would breed those together and make F3. Now it says, F3, uh, you can stabilize for that trait by F3, uh, similar to autoflower and photoperiod outcross projects work. So uh, by F3, you can lock it down, but uh, the first cross is going to look just like normal plants. You may find a couple of weirdos in there, but then you got to cross it again to start getting more of that freak trait. You're not going to see it until the second and then the third one, you can lock it in. And my friend says that's about all the tips I have for the Australian bastard cannabis than he does. So big shout out to my buddy Locomotive Medical for having great info on breeding. Um, let's jump more back into your message. Uh, you want the traits to come out. You're trying to make it look like the freak show. So you're going to take the freak to another plant. The first time you do that, you're only going to get about 25% freaks. Find a freak that you like, the one that works the best for you. Uh, find a male and a female. Do that again. Then find another male and a female that work best for you and do that again. By the time you get to the F3, the seeds that come out after that should be quite a bit freak show uniformity. Then you can find the phenotype that works the best for you out of there. Uh, then you can do a lot of things. You can self that. You can start back crossing things. Once you've got that gem that is exactly what you're looking for, which is probably around the F3 range, uh, then you can start doing a lot of fun things with it. So I hope I did not discourage you by uh, giving you such a long path to success. Maybe you're the uh, kind of person that enjoys a really long project like that. A lot of people uh, want to chuck some pollen, make some seeds and see what they made. That is fun. F1s are great. There's a lot of fun diversity in there. If you trust and know your parent plants, you can make some great things. Um, if you can predict what you're going to make with an F1, if you can kind of write down, I think like my goal is this. And if it comes out like that, that's fine. Make F1s that are predictable. Uh, that is a good, uh, that's a, that's a good product in my opinion. Some people are not into the F1s, but, um, anyway, I'm kind of rambling. If you're, if you're excited about having a long project, I encourage you to do this. But for my first breeding project, I don't know that I would work with this, uh, Australian bastard cannabis. I may work with something different. Uh, if your goal is to fix the Australian bastard, because I did say that I've never seen one that impresses me when it's finished. And I'm really not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, uh, we see a lot of people post their grows and then we see it all the way up to the end and then we get to see them like harvest it in the pictures. They post a picture of them holding the buds. We don't see a lot of that with the Australian bastard. They all quit posting their pictures around, uh, I don't know, right after the buds start forming and kind of where they should get chunky. And then they just fizzle out with the photos, not being hateful, just saying that's what I've seen mostly. Uh, so uh, maybe you can be the person that breeds something to it 
to correct it. Maybe you can still get that Australian bastard cannabis leaf structure and the growth, the vigor, the potency of some of the other hype strains, popular strains, productive strains that are on the market. Now, if that is your goal, I do wish you the best of luck. If I can give you any other guidance, because I do not mean to ever discourage anybody, I would just rather set you up for success uh, in your first run than watch you stumble and be frustrated. So if I can give you any other guidance, any other advice, please do reach out. I look forward to hearing back from you. You know the email address. It is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, noobs and pros. I want to thank everybody out there for listening to episode 696 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you feel like this episode was educational, informative, maybe it was entertaining, maybe you just like to throw a couple of bucks our way for taking some time to help you out, all you have to do is visit patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Once again, all of the information is right there on the screen. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, the email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Send me your feedback. I do love the listener interaction. Anything else is on the website at iregenetics.com. Make sure you check out the website for uh, the Discord link, vendor links, merch links, all kinds of great stuff is on the website. Once again, iregenetics.com. That is all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Choke Norris. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.